Yeah. Bubrejus Rabba. Parshas Yikavu Hamaim. So Hashem commands that Yikavu Hamaim. Amorebulevi. Yikavu Li Hamaim. Mashani Asidla Sos Bahem. This is in. I thought you were just saying that as a kid. Say it, say it. Well, first off, there was no pre-stipulated price. There was, there was no loan. I did not know you were purchasing me with books. I can pay any price I want to buy that from you. I mean, that's, that's not or not. That's, is that incorrect? I didn't know he was buying me a book. I, told, I, can, I can agree to any price. I told Ezra that I was buying a book for him. Oh, you did? Yeah. I bought five, but I consider it for God. Okay, fine. Let's let's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll donate the difference to the colon and end it at that. <laughs> These things are always easy. Uh, by the way, Noah, uh, can I say you're looking sure. for a, Noah is looking for a um, for a shutuf to sponsor the Thursday night learning program. He wants to sponsor for this coming month, um, so he's looking for someone to split it with him. It's uh, another two hundred dollars. Uh, right. So if anyone is uh, interested. Full base Midrash, beautiful learning program. Okay, so the. <laughs> One second, I'm looking for for our for the uh, here. Here we go, here we go. Um, Yikavuli Amaim, Dorish Loshan Tikva, Kemo Li Aim Yikavu. Rosh Lomar Shebe Saram She Yeshvu Likasos Haaretz, Kishi Yichtau. Doramabu. So it's a language of tikva, like um, hope, right? Like um, uh, uh, anticipation of something. Yeah, so the Hazal here is darshaning. Right? Hazal is dar- are darshaning. Yikavu amayim, which Hoshibshat means that they should be gathered together, right? But like into a mikvah. But, um, but the Hazal here are darshaning. Amorebulevi yikavuli hamaim. There should be a, a hope and anticipation, uh, uh, hope towards the future. Mashani osid la sosbahem. That which I'm going to do with them in the future, which is what. Moshalomelech. It's an analogy to a to a king. Shabona paltin. He built a palace. 
Vehoshiv Behen Durin, and he settled inside the palace um, residents Elamim, who were deaf mutes. Maasu, what were they doing? Hayu. What? No, you must have uh, not be here, been here. Uh, next, next page over. So, what, what were these deaf mutes doing, living inside the palace? Maasu, Hayu, Mashkimim. They would get up early in the morning. They would ask, "How is the king doing this morning?" Buramiza. Obviously, they were deaf mutes, so they couldn't say it in words, right? But they would gesticulate. And using sign language, um, ask the king how he's doing. Ube etzba, and with their fingers indicating, right? Amar hamelech, ilu hayupikim. It's too bad I made these guys like this, right? Because if they were, if they were wise, al achas kama v'kama. How much more gishmak would it be, right? That. Uh, they they would they would not just ask me how I'm doing by gesticulation, but they would actually be able to use language with, uh, and praise, and it would be, it would be much much nicer. <laughs> so what did I say the king do? He went and he settled in the palace. He settled um, intelligent people, people who are capable of of, of uh, hearing and speech. By the way, in Chazal, a an elam, a deaf mute, is not simply someone who is say has the same cognitive abilities as us, but simply can't hear or speak. A person who can't hear or speak has no ability to develop the mind. Nowadays, you know, they they, they do things to help them to teach to teach them. You know, they they form, figure out a way to communicate through textile, and they can actually teach them some some things and develop the mind. But the point is, the human mind when undeveloped. It's uh, it, it's uh, the person has the status of a shota. The person has no, is, uh, doesn't have any real mental capacity, right? Without communication, it's an incredible concept. Okay, so so that, so that's why uh, like, you know it was nice. They they were acknowledging him as the master, but because it was so such a lowly creatures, so the, it was it wasn't very great. So uh, King swapped them out with intelligent ones. Amdu. So these guys got up and they took control over the palace. They took over the palace. Amru Shalanuhi. They said this is our palace. Ain't Palton This is not the palace of the king. Amr Hamelech said the king Tagzer Hapalton. Let us return the palace back to the way it was, with the with the deaf mutes in there. It was better that way. So too, from the beginning of the creation of the world, there was a praise of Hashem in the world. It was going up from the water. The world was covered in water. And there was a certain praise that was going up to Hashem. Diksiv, Mikolos Maim Rabim, Adirim, 
Mishbari Yam, right? Like we we say. So from the um, voices of the many waters of the great uh, the great um, um, smashing powers of the sea, I don't know, right? Um, And what is it that the waters say to Hashem? How great up there is Hashem, right? Uh, He's so powerful, Hashem, up there. Amar Kodesh Baruch Ma Elu. So Hashem said, what? These waters, right? What if these waters? She'ein lehem chachma, that they don't have any wisdom. Lo amira v'lo dibur. They don't have the ability to speak or to say anything. Kach hayu mekalsimasi. And they're praising me so, so much, so beautifully. By their mere existence, they're demonstrating the power of their creator. Right? Likishinivra Adam Alakas Kamavakama, how much more how much more wonderful is it gonna be when I will create man? Yeah? Almud Dora Mabul so the generation of the flood, those people, they 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 got up, Vumorud, and they rebelled against Hashem. Then again, Dor Enush went and they rebelled against Hashem. Anush is the person whom she's described as though know, he began to call out in the name of Hashem, which means he began to use Hashem's name in a profane way. Rashi says. This before Ava? Yes, it's before, it's before Dora Mabu. Oh. oh. Uh, Dora Flaga, yeah, it's a little bit out of order. Uh, Dora Flaga Vimarud, generation of the divisiveness, which means the, with the Babylonian tower, right? And they rebelled. Let me just check if the order in the Midrash that we have in front of us is actually different. Um, Amador Marvel. Yeah, it's also, it's also that way. Okay. Maradbo, Amar Kodesh Boruchu. Yifnu Eilu, let let these uh, people be. Um, what's the Yifnu means to empty out and you know, to basically, what's it called? If you have tenants, let's say, and you, yeah, evip. Yeah, Yifnu, when uh, referring to inanimate objects, means to basically um, remove them from here, right? So, so here means. Let these be, let these be evicted. And let these other ones come back in to the palace, which means the water, right? Let let the people. So again, the analogy is the the, the, the deaf mutes that settled the palace. That's the water. Then the king says, "Oh, it would be so much nicer if this is how nice this is. If they would pick him, it would be so much nicer." And he, so that's the analogy of people. Right, and then once the once these pikim decide to rebel and say this is actually our palace, so then the king says, okay, actually yeah, it's better the other way. Let the uh, let these guys be evicted, and we'll bring the deaf mutes back in to put, to settle the palace. Yeah, so the ksiv, by he hageshem, 
al ha'aretz arbaim yom varbaim laila. And and the rain, which rain? The rain that seemingly was the waters that were already here, right? Is going to comes back and takes over the palace. Yeah. Okay. Adkam. Biru beze. Mashal marnu lemala. Right. So here, Chazal explained that which we have been describing earlier. Kimitchilas brioso shel olam. Call them she yatzar vebara iker hatsura shehu adam prior to Hashem forming and creating the fundamental, the essential form, which is man. There was the water, which is simple. Water has no um, essential, it has no, it has no complicated form to it. It doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't really have any function that it can do something, right? So that was the state of the world. The world was in a state of basically just kind of physical things. But certainly everything that exists in one way or another is a manifestation of Hashem's rotsin of the world, right? Nothing exists except if Hashem wants it to exist. And if Hashem wants it to exist, it means in some way or another, it's an, ex- it's an expression of Him. Right? So that means that it is, it is uh, in one way, it, it's, it's indicating, it's speaking to, it's testifying to the existence of its Creator. Obviously, though, since it's so much more simple, so then it can only say much simpler things, right? Which is actually the union of Parakshira. Which is that everything in the world? Has anyone here ever said Parakshira here? You said Parakshira? Okay, um, I've seen it. That's the extent to which, right? But however, the the, the uh, what what Chazal have to say about someone who says Parakshira with the proper kavana, which is a big caveat, um, is is tremendous, right? Tremendous. Why is that? Because Parakshira, what it is, it says. Basically, I, it pins a particular pasuk, either Tehillim or other places in, in Tanakh, to um, every type of an inanimate object. The, you know, the heavens say this, and the earth says this, and the wind says that, and the chita says this, right? 
Um, everything in the Bria, so to speak, says something like we just saw by the water. What do, what do the water say? Anybody, anybody know? What does the water say? Adir b'marom Hashem. Right? That's what the water say. So now, obviously, what that means is, and what the Lashem explains in Sefer HaKadosh, uh, that uh, if a man, if a wise man, a holy man, um, introspects into the reality of the water or of the heavens or of the wheat or, or any of these things, then he will see that they are a manifestation of a particular facet of Hashem's Ratzon in the world, right? Because Hashem wants to see. And in that is a Gilui of Hashem. And any Gilui of Hashem is... is when, when recognized by us, we, it leads us to praise. Wow, like a, another, another little facet of that incredible diamond that I get to see, right? And so that's, that's the praise for a person who says Perkshira because the point is you are helping to uncover, to reveal that tremendous... Um, the, the rotson of Hashem from inside this physical thing. Okay? Which is really the, you're helping this thing itself come to its tachlis, to its ultimate purpose of revealing Hashem in the world. Okay? So the point is that the, uh, the, the this thing by its very nature does praise Hashem. Aflifi mutes or also, however, because it has such a small amount of form, as compared to man, right? It's like a mute compared to a to a pikeach. Um, so, so even though that's the case, we call makom yeshbehem itziusma. But they do exist on some level, which means they are a manifestation of Hashem's rotson on some level, right? Now, the more complex something is, the more it means, the more I see here, you know, uh, a, a, a deeper plan, a, a more sophisticated plan. From Hashem, I see more the hand of Hashem in this thing, right? So therefore, there's more praise in it to Hashem. The also mitzius yeshbo shevach lemamzi, and that mitzius, when brought out, that's a praise to that to, to the one that created it, to the one that brought it out. V'amar HaKadosh Boruchu Livroas Adam So Hashem said, you know, let, let, let us make man. V'yeshlo Mailas Hatsura A man is a tremendous thing. Man is a very fun- highly functional creature. Man's function is above and beyond anything that anybody else can do. Right? That's Tsura. Tsura literally means form, but obviously we don't mean just the outline, the shape of man. It means, <coughs> means the function. It means his capacity, what he, what he can do, which is uh, completely, you know, the, one of the clear indications of the fact that Hashem created the world is the fact that you see there's no second place. It doesn't make any sense that there should be a... Uh, evolution should lead to one creature who is just completely transcendent above all others. And not just in the same type of way, you know, oh, he's just bigger than the rest of them and he runs around and eats all of them, right? <laughs> they eat things and he also eats things. Is man, man's 
what man does, the, pri- the primary thing that man does is something that the rest of them have absolutely no shaykhs to, which is you know, thought, introspection, um, avodos Hashem. These are things that the rest of them have absolutely no... So that, that, that's uh, something that totally sets man aside completely. So man's surah... It's like animals have feelings, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That comes from the nefesh. Right. When feelings like they feel pain, or like it's like they get depressed, or they can. No, they could be, be sad. Happy. For example, if you take away, you know, the, they, they lose their mate or whatever it is, they could be sad. Uh-huh. Right. They could be very sad. They could cry potentially. You know, different ways. Why you say that? No. So tsar, so tsar, he's pointing. Tsar maybe may maybe simply just 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, but even even yeah, emotions, they could, uh, love they could experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's still nefesh. That's nefesh. Yeah. What's what's ruach? No, don't make the other guys feel bad. Everybody knows you learn your derech Hashem, and he talks about it explicitly over there, talking about the difference between man and the other. Okay, talk to them. Tell them later. Okay, fine. Vuhu. Oh, okay. Anyway, so therefore man, because of his tremendously higher tzura, or we're translating it as function, right? So he's going to be a much greater praise to the creator. Hamiti. The Eloyus Borach Hakilus. There's going to be to Hashem a praise, Hashalim, which is complete. Min Adam, Asher Yesh Lo Tzura. That the man, because the man has tzura. So the point is, the waters they do not have tzura. They are like the, compared to the to the deaf mutes, which also, you know, through their hand signals, uh, um, they they indicate some sort of a recognition of the of, of the king of the master, right? But it's uh, insignificant compared to the praises that can be given by the pikin, which is the existence of man. Uh, so can be inanimate objects give their praise without the hero. Right. Are we saying the same thing about man, that we can look into man? Is this from the perspective of the observer or from the perspective of the thing itself? Meaning... From the, from the perspective, perspective let's put it, from the perspective of, of the thing itself. Let's say, let's say you don't even need an observer, essentially. What the observer does, that's what I was saying, in Parikshira, what we can do is we can transcend we we transform the praise that one of these inanimate objects gives to Hashem to be something so much greater, right? Because the praise that they give to Hashem naturally is very, very low. It's concealed. The Ratzon of Hashem is concealed inside of them. Man has the ability to introspect at it and unlock that praise and transform it to, um, you know, by Chita, the praise is So if, if man introspects into Chita, he can find in there the positive But that's already with the help of man. That's not that's not Chita by itself. With man? What? And with man, we, we look at man. Called Torah Kula. If you look at Salam Alakim. So that's with, with introspection. Okay. Um, 
Mahmas Rovatsura, because of the tremendous amount of functionality that man has, the form that he has, Shalom. Hayanote Litsad Acher Legamri, he kind of, uh, you're right, that was a tremendous potential, but because of that, he also, it, it inclined him to the other side completely to say, Ki ein ha'olam shal melech. To rebel, actually, means to say a deaf mute. The praise he can give you is very little. But there's absolutely no cha- no risk of him rebelling. He's so lowly that there's no, it's never going to occur to him to say this, this place is mine. The more sophisticated, the more functional you make him, the more likely he is to try to take, to, to try to take things into his own hands. So man's greatness and the potential to give such shavach to Hashem, that is also the reason for his rebellion against Hashem. V'zehu machmas tzura ha-shleima haya rotze so that's why Hashem wanted that man should be the primary existence in the world. But when there's a very weak thing in the whole world, which is water, then it's obvious, then, then, then there's, no, there's no competition. Right, but to a certain extent, man, because of his greatness, that's what leads us to the competi- to the rebellion, potential to rebel. Avala Adam lefi milus suroso hayarotsu shehu he iker hametzius he should be the primary thing. Ulefikach hayashem yisborach omer. So that's why Hashem says yifanu elu veyachziru amaim. So um, evict these and let's bring back the waters. That the whole issue, why did why was it that man came to rebel against Hashem? It's because of his tzura, because of his function. So let's bring back They do not have a such a tremendous form, such a perfected form as man does. On the contrary, they're the most simple in form possible, the water. Even a rock has a certain form and a certain function. Water has none of that. If you you think about to use water by itself, not to use water for something, to water earth or to whatever it is, but just water itself. Can you you use it as a nail? Can you use it as a hammer? Can Can you build something with water? You can't do anything with water. It has, it has no, it has no form and no function really. Yeah, kilo chavatz hakadosh baruch hu b'tzurazos. Because so once Hashem says, you know what, this is actually the leading to rebellion. So I'm gonna get, so we're gonna get rid of all tzuram and just populate this palace with that which is the opposite of what was causing the problem. We're gonna populate it with thing that has almost no form or function to it. And then that'll get rid of the rebellion altogether. Um, Rafi, what did you say? Yeah, water has a function, but it's still, in, it's still things in the animals. 
adapting to the function that you want. I mean, right. like that's the whole point. Stuff. It just it just takes on. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Function is 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 in it. Cleans too. I mean, maybe doing it. Cleaning is, is 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 just means the lack the lack of it breaks down bonds. I mean, it breaks down form. Yeah. You, like you can find usages for it. Right. That's you, but it itself is not something that that is uh, that has any innate that has an innate nature. Its nature is the absence of any characteristic. You know, this provides a um, breeding ground. That's that's uh, that's for other things. Or like a waterbed, we're using it as material. In it's in up. Right. It's it's not. It doesn't have its own form, but it's it becomes a cushion. Again, you can do extremely <laughs> sophisticated things, right? <laughs> but you putting it into a clee, you you can cook with water. You can water the earth with it. Water is a very good intermediary to do other things. You can do that. Right. Um, but it's, but it's not water then anymore. Right. No, no you gave it shape. Now you made it into like a rock. Right. So water now. There's a new <laughs> word for it. It's ice. It guys, one second, one second, guys. Yeah, remember, your body is 80 percent water. I know you water. I'm happy to water. I like the function of the earth. Okay, guys. Listen, there's always. It's important um, when you're trying to be wise. You're trying to grab onto the essence of things, not find exceptions to rules. Of course, you everybody understands what we're saying over here, right? Yes, a man can find function for water. Water, in very extreme situations, when frozen, is similar to a rock. It's almost like a rock. But a rock itself is not a very high-level sewer, right? And water can be a rock, which is a pretty bad rock, actually, because sometimes it just dissolves on you, right? Rocks are good because you build a house out of rocks, and it just stays that way. But this thing, that you manage to find one function in a frozen state, but it's not a very good one, right? Okay, so let, let, there's no point. It's, uh, we all understand what, what's being said over here. Okay, so one second, I wanted to make a point over here. Okay, fine. So, so again, so the point is that that is the greatness of man that led him to rebellion, which is why you notice that every time the man rebels against Hashem, Hashem always comes down on man with water, right? Because we were discussing just earlier why it is that, now we pointed out that seemingly, no, the Egyptians just kind of, um, they were just looking for a loophole, and they don't care what it was. If Hashem would have made an oath not to destroy man with fire, so then the Egyptians would have used fire, right? True. But we see over here that for some strange reason, Hashem had until then established a pattern of punishing with water. In fact, the Gemur in Gittin says that when Titus was on his way back um, from having pillaged the base Amigdash, so he was on his way back by ship, because he's going to Rome, right? And Hashem stirred up a giant storm to, to sink the ship and Titus said oh this god of the this god of the Hebrews that his whole power is in water he always destroys with water right let, let me come out on dry land and, and, and fight him so Hashem actually calmed the sea he got into dry land the mosquito flew up in, into his brain we know the rest of the story but 
the point is that you see here that that is the way of uh, so Titus obviously because he was he was a, a Russia he viewed that there's a certain lack in Hashem. Hashem punishes Rishonim with water because so to speak just he, he has he's lacking. So Hashem indicated that's not the case, right? But so why is that then? So why uh, I mean Titus made a good observation, right? It's always with water. So Chazal are also noticing that. It's always with water that Rishonim are punished. Right? Why is that? Well, the, the base actually from the model, and they're not supposed to. The army Rish listed, listed also the, 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 the door endish. The, um, the door endish was also with a flood. flood yeah. Was, uh, so, yeah, so Haflaga, um, Haflaga. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, have to look in the commentaries what the connection to Haflaga is. But. Um, So, so why is that? Why is Hashem always punishing Rishonim with water? So the, the Midrash is providing so that answer. Because it's the rebels. They're rebelling against Hashem. Why are they rebelling? Because of an overabundance of Tzura. So if it's the Tzura that's leading you to this, now replace you with, with, with something who has no Tzura. The only reason why I gave you the Tzura in the first place is you should be able to better <coughs> praise me and to better recognize me. Right? There should be a greater gilu of Hashem in the world. But you're going to use that surah, the opposite, as a rebellion against me. So it's the, it's the fault of the surah, which it actually is, right? Because the surah is what deceives man. His man's greatness is what deceives man into thinking that he is the one in charge, that the palace is his palace. So if that's the case, Hashem replaces it with water. So first of all, obviously, it's me that can make it me that. And second of all, Future generations can learn. Oh, you know, uh, hey, let's take a look. What do you think it was that caused that previous generation to get wiped out? Well, um, think about it. It was a flood. A flood is something that has no form, has no function, right? Clearly, their issue was their form and their function, right? Which, which was their rebelliousness, which led to their rebelliousness, right? So let us, let us be humble from it and serve Hashem more as opposed to um, you know, being, being arrogant from it and, uh, and using our myla to a detriment. Okay, we'll pick up next time from, the, from Ulefikach, so mark your place. Mm-hmm. I, I skimmed ahead and 